0: Right now, it's all about the employee. It's basically we're serving the employee. In fact, I just saw this last week, which kind of resonates this whole thing. If you have an organizational chart and you have on top of it, like president, CEO, CFO, CEO, all these, all these right. things, that's fine. Just turn it upside down. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips
1: This is part two of a two-part interview with Craig Zobaris of Fusion OEM. If you missed part one, go to makingchips.com slash 46
0: after somebody is hired, you know, within the company, what should we do on a daily basis is we have a daily huddle. So at 8.07 every morning, we have a daily huddle with the whole company. And we started with that. You've been practicing that for a long time. Yeah, Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: To me, that's fascinating because I don't know what I would come up with on a daily basis to talk about, you know, but yeah, I'd love to hear what it is. It's the most awkward thing to start with.
0: (laughs) It, It really is. It is a very difficult thing. We were fortunate enough that I only did the daily huddle, with some key people. So we probably had about 8 to 10 people at the beginning and then we went company wide. But going back to the core values and the daily huddle is we start with good news and this sounds kind of cheesy but we want to get everybody in a real positive state of mind they call the alpha state. It's a state. cheerleading session actually. It's, it's, a, cheerleading it's, session. It yes, it's yes. a It's a rah, rah, rah. yeah, it's right. It's yeah. a sense of community, yes, right, absolutely. right? and that kind of goes back to the Rockefeller habits. Um It's kind of you're like you're segueing into
2: the meat of what you need or the tasks that you need to do today on a very high note. Exactly. You know? Exactly. You're making that transition from being at home to getting inspired to doing the work. Right,
0: exactly. And so what what we tie the core values with is we start with good news. And the good news usually not always, you know, correlates to one of the core values that we have. So if something came up where we did forklift training yesterday and Brian conducted the forklift training, um, one of our core values is go home safely. And so we could say, hey, Brian, nice job on the forklift training yesterday. This really validates our core value of go home safely. And so we kind of reset All the core values. So we correlate it all the time. You're
1: solidifying your core values through your work, your daily work interactions.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, everything. So Everything. Yeah, we applaud it. So
1: you're, every aspect, everything that you do in your business that's positive or negative, I guess, ties back to the core values and you're reinforcing those by verbalizing them in your huddle. Right. Absolutely. Got it. Got it. Do
2: Do you ever run
0: out of things to talk about during your huddle on a daily basis? Well, it's highly structured, and if you get into it, I mean, we we start with the good news, um, and then each department manager talks about what's going on with the projects that are on the floor. So, not the stuff that's in the queue. It's everything that's on the production floor that we might have fingers on, okay? Okay. So, So the
1: bad news. No hmm. one likes to hear bad news now. Right. So, how do you handle sharing bad news corporate-wide in your daily huddle without calling out Mike was a bad boy because he blew the delivery on this one. How do you do that democratically without calling out anybody?
0: You know, the best example of it is each one of the projects that are on the floor. Like, remember I told you, we have three department managers. We have one that's we call the production manager that handles all the electromechanical assembly. We have a machine shop manager, okay, and a panel shop that does our control panels. Each of them come up there to talk about their projects there's an owner, a sub owner. So maybe it might be a team leader or somebody that might be holding the keys to that program on the production floor. So sometimes what might come up, it's usually comes up in like getting parts in, right? You know, like you can't send a machine out with only 99% of the parts. You need a hundred percent of the parts there and we'd be chasing it. So we, we basically... On a whiteboard, we're real sophisticated. We're real sophisticated with the whiteboard. But the whiteboard basically has the project up there that we're working on. And then who's accountable? And let's just say that Joe's accountable. Well, Joe will call out somebody, perhaps maybe in purchasing, and say, Hey, um, Bob, you know, we're missing these parts. When will those be in? So they say this amongst the whole company, and there's a sense of accountability on that person because they don't want it to be the next day and they're like where's my parts you know so that might be as bad as it might get so it's not
1: going to get there's not going to be any fists, right or
0: anything no
2: you have a sense of trust among amongst your employees right Right.
0: and I can tell you this that it's a good subject matter you brought up if there's anything really bad we try to avoid keeping it public in in the no not in the daily huddle okay okay, so the daily huddle is upbeat it's kind of like your caffeine jolt in the morning to keep everything going. You don't want to go in there and it's like, all right, we're messing up on this, we're messing up on that. We're going to identify bottlenecks. And then what we do too to go a little bit deeper is anybody in the company can say, hey, there is a bottleneck. And then if somebody engages another person or two in in the huddle while we're all standing there, anybody else in the huddle can raise their hand and say, let's offline this. And so they would take so it right, right it after, right, right. So this huddle is only five to seven minutes long. Okay. So then they can say, let's talk about this afterward. And just a side note too, another takeaway: if you're going to do a daily huddle, don't book anything right after your daily huddles. What do you mean, book? Book anything? Don't book an interview, an appointment. Or an appointment. You know, so because if you have to offline it, you can jump in a conference room or immediately, or go down to the production floor, or go over to the machine shop and take care of it and keep it moving. What
2: if you have team members? Does everybody start at that time in order to be a part of it? Or, you know, I, I, because I... Because it's all about flexible yeah, hours I, nowadays, I, right? Isn't that yeah, we just talked about yeah, like the, millennials? Have, yeah. the millennials. The
1: millennials went flexible hours. So, you know, right. how, do you yeah. hand, how do you deal with that? I do have that? people that come right. in at different
2: times. So, and so how do I manage that?
0: Right. Good question. So our production team starts at 630. They all have their own so little individual huddles yeah. departmentally. The 807 huddle is the one that's corporate wide and people are coming in at different times. So when we hire, you know, talk about flex time, you like, especially the front office where, you know, it's less noticeable. Sure. uh, Because like I always say, the production floor is like a football game. It's not like the quarterback can show up in the second quarter and start working. Right. Right. So we need the quarterback at the beginning of the game in the front office. It's a little bit more flexible. These people put in a lot of hours and they have, you know, meeting the, generational requirements of you know having some flexibility. We allow people to start anywhere between 6 30 and 8, but they have to be there at 8. And then they work beyond the regular shift hours that we normally would have. But going back to the appointments, we just we want to make sure that we can tackle the problem. Now there's exceptions, right? You have of a course, customer coming from out of the country right. like okay, we got to meet now, you know, but we just don't want it to be like, we can't meet because I booked something then. And we discovered that right away, that it was a very important feature because we knocked out so much in such a quick time and were more agile when we were available. We say like 10 o'clock is our, our best time. You know, not to say like if I were to going, call
1: and make an appointment with you, you would you wouldn't see me until I would 10 AM defer or later. you, yeah, yeah, you know, okay. and then you are like,
0: look, you know, I, I can't see you for months unless we meet at like eight thirty. I am like, okay, you know, that's not a big deal. Nobody makes a big deal out of it, but it's it's we make exceptions to the rule. Basically. So, is
2: there an expectation that every team member is going to be there for the company wide huddle? Yes, one hundred percent of the
0: time. Oh yes, Okay. yeah. yeah. You you stop what you are doing. In fact, it's actually it sounds terrible, but actually our customers told us that they appreciate it when. I might be in the middle of a conversation with them and I say, listen, I got to end this call. I got to jump in my huddle. And then I would call back and then they were like, that's great. You want to be there. And, it, and especially as the owner of the company, you don't want to show like, you know, why aren't you there? You know, but we're all here doing this. So it's almost a little bit of solidarity, but it also shows it's a morale booster that I'm present for everything there. How do you manage that between the two plants? Oh, that's a good question, too. We did a Skype connection. And we have a video screen right in our huddle area. They can see us. We can see them. And actually, we didn't miss a beat. And I was always really concerned about that with being in two facilities, albeit that we're only like a four minute walk from each other. And before we had the Skype connection, we had guys walk over, which was a waste of time and money. But and so we we put the Skype connection and it's really efficient. Boom, boom, boom. And it works out really effectively.
2: So you always lead that huddle and it's always, you're always doing it at one of the plants and then the other people are Skyping You don't it. necessarily
0: yeah. lead it, do you? No, I don't no, I lead think it. So. Yeah, no. our, our COO leads it right. with the good news. I just have, you're going to laugh too, it sounds a little cheesy, but I end all the huddles with an inspirational quote. And this all came from a great, Restaurant chain, guys have probably heard of it, jay Alexander's. Yeah, oh yeah, exactly okay just- So, just a quick story, really behind this was I had to meet my mentor there for lunch, and i was they make early. good salads, they by make the great way, great salads yeah, and yeah. great hamburgers. Hey, this isn't a sponsorship for that <laughs> I, mean, I think they have. <laughs> well, maybe we'll, we'll shout out to them. So, I was there early to meet my mentor, and it was really cold out, and I didn't want to sit in the car, so I. I went inside and they said, "Oh yeah, sit down at the bar and you know have a cup of coffee, whatever." So I sat there and then they conducted a huddle and I'm like, "Woo, they will huddle." So I'm kind of leaning in to like hear what they're talking about, and it took about five or six minutes. And I asked them afterwards, I said, "So we do a huddle too? Tell me more about yours." He says, "I do the three eyes," and I go, "What's the three eyes?" He goes, "Well, the three eyes are inform, inspect." and inspire. The one with inform is like, you know, things are changing, what's going on, maybe there's a convention in town, whatever, you know, just give them up the speed. Inspect is, they, as you notice, probably most restaurants is a black shirt, black belt, black pants, and black so pants. yourself
1: and all the inspect, your peers. Yeah. Probably the cleanliness, all that Yeah, that, that too, stuff. probably, yeah. yeah.
0: And then they, if they don't meet those requirements, they're asked to go home and, you know, get their black shoes on or whatever it is. And he said, the last I is inspire. So I do one inspirational quote at the end of the the huddle and so that's my only real participation give, it, give us one of these inspirational quotes oh gosh you want them
2: yeah we got you on the well, spot just one, one. Just, we just okay. need to hear all right, one all right all right make all it right. a good so, one i, I, I need to be what? inspired
0: I, got, I have some right here with me believe it or not what a coincidence uh, yeah, he's got yeah, one yeah, right yeah. here um, in front of him yeah, I mean, part, pick a good part, one all right, all right pick oh, a good this, one. this is the best one for manufactured you like this and this is from henry ford go quality means doing it right when no one is looking nice i like it yeah, I simple. Like it. It's and then, really yeah. simple. And then and then today's inspiration, because okay. it'll talk about culture, is from Peter Drucker. And he said, culture eats strategy for lunch. Nice. I like it. And most of them are driven on like, go, go ahead. Does 100% of your employees get it?
1: You know what I mean? Do they get it, Craig? I mean, and I'm not trying yeah. to challenge you on this. I'm just, yeah. you know, sometimes we talk about all these great things right. and these, these wonderful processes and methodologies. Sure. sure. And, but sometimes I wonder if all the employees are really on the sure. train with yeah, me. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: No, that's a great question. I think it is. That's, that's a, why I asked that's, it. That's the best question asked today.
1: Okay, go.
2: <laughs> okay. I've, I've got a thought on that too, but I want to hear what you <laughs> he has to say.
0: So let me go back to how the structure of the daily huddles. We start with the good news. We go through all the stuff that's on the production floor and we just hit on like tag. Like, is there a problem? Let's talk about it. Let's move on. Move, move, move. Then what we have is on Mondays we report our financial situation: how many dollars we shipped on that Friday before. So we we measure everything on a weekly basis. Okay. okay? We also in, in sales dollars shipped. Sales per dollars, like what shipped? It's not like what's booked because right. they're You're not just, responsible all, for it. All
1: you want to know, all you want to give them is how many
0: dollars shipped. Right. Week. Boom. Right. Done. On Mondays we tell them what their target is. Okay. It's not because it's their responsibility to book that much sales, it's their responsibility to help move that many dollars through the door. you found when, to complete completed product, okay? So if you have a goal of like, say a hundred thousand dollars for the week, we announce at the beginning of the week we're a hundred thousand. So on Monday, we would report back. And say, hey, we did better. We shipped 120 because we had another call off for a machine or whatever it might be. Second part of this is we'd say, how we're gonna do this upcoming week and say, look, this week we're gonna shoot for $200,000 because we have this much booked and it's gotta be shipped. This is actually just a scorecard for them a little bit. Talk about like relatable, right? They know by the end of those five days, we got to ship $200,000 worth of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it means we got to do X, Y, and Z. So there's accountability. Accountability on the whole team. The other part of this is that if they don't get anything out of the good news, if they got nothing out of like going through the status, each one of the projects that are on the floor, if they didn't get anything from the financial perspective of of what we're talking about it was just a sense of community we brought all these people together so
1: at the end of the day if they don't get bullet a bullet b bullet c bullet d they get the sense of community bingo so whether the numbers were over their head or where the strategy was too much for them to think about or or whatever at the end of the day the smallest takeaway from that was the sense of community
0: exactly and and i can't describe it but it's just a maybe it's a soulful thing. And I'm not trying to be cheesy no, again no, about it. I agree. It's just like we brought everybody together. Everybody we're demonstrating has a voice in the company. And that's what's really important.
1: And that's the platform for them to speak if they want exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah.
0: speaks to our culture. Again. Okay. You know, we want everybody to have a voice. We want everybody to be heard. Now, will everybody speak? No. A lot of the people that we know and manufacture are very introverted. And they're like, hey, look. I'm going to punch the clock. I'm going to do what you want me to do. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be flexible. I'm going to live out all your core values. But if you're going to expect me to call Joe out on the floor for not having these parts in time, I'm not going to do it. You know, that comes up. Not everybody's wired to like call somebody out, but knowing that you have the liberty to do whatever you want and speak your mind at that time is what we're really trying to address. And that's liberating. Have you from. seen
1: people grow to like yes. that, that one employee that's been kind of quiet not week two, week three. Speak! Oh my God, Joe said something. And week four, he's he's like on fire. And then week well, five, he's <laughs> leading the team. That, that
2: goes back to trust, Jim, because you know, like if if people feel that they're going to be trusted and that they're not going to be fired because they said something, they're going to be more able to open up and more you know open to that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, because if there's a genuine concern and they feel like if they go to Craig and they say something, he's going to be like, I'm going to fire you if you you know, speak up. Well, then nobody's going to say anything. Nobody's
0: going to say anything. You know? right?
2: I want to go back to um, one of the things that we talked about. I asked you the question of how you constructed what ended up being your incorrect values. And then how did you construct the values that are now part of Fusion OEM?
0: OK, good, good.
2: All right. So let's go to the values that you created that ended up being the wrong ones. Good. Yeah. So well, how did you create those? Why, why was it the wrong way to do it?
0: OK, good. I'll touch on them. So the first question core value we had before was our client success is our number one priority clients success, success. is our number one priority. what <laughs> kind of your kind of your ticket to doing yeah, a business like, uh, or yeah, kind yeah, of ticket to doing business yeah it's like so man. they were what? all those it's things like, that
2: you said were tickets to doing business right okay so right. They were, there was nothing unique about them
0: well yeah and especially this one kind of hit home when i read the book nuts about herb kelleher in Southwest Airlines. Okay, right. Okay. There a lot of books written about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can get this. You, you don't have to read the book to understand this. You can fly the airline and get it. Their number one priority is their employees. As they grow, it's easier to keep control and keep all your employees happy. And what happens if you have employees that are happy? You have happy customers. So doing a great job and making and catering to your employees, this is what we changed too because at this time... You know, we're focused on, oh, it's always the customer. Right now, it's all about the employee. It's basically we're serving the employee. In fact, I just saw this last week, which kind of resonates this whole thing. If you have an organizational chart and you have on top of it, like president, CEO, CEO, all these these things, that's fine. Just turn it upside down. Because today we got to think about we are serving our employees and our employees are serving our customers.
2: Right. They are customers. I, the one thing that I like to, I, I never like to use the word employee if I can help myself. It's always like, you know, we're teammates, they're team members. And, you know, cause I don't see myself as being like above anybody there. I mean, they have skills that I don't have and I need that. You know what I mean? Because nothing would ever get done at my company if, if I was the person that needed to do it. So a lot of those values were were just the tickets for doing business. And that's what made them the, the wrong ones. Just as like a side note, and I, I don't want to get into it. And I'm sure you know the Story, Craig, but one of the greatest stories about the CEO of Southwest was the the letter that he wrote to a um, irate customer. So, if our listeners can just go on there and kind of like search yeah. online yeah. for that yeah. letter, it's it's, yeah. it's a great story, and yeah. you know it's definitely worth doing. It. Right. So now let's go to you know the core values that you actually have. What was the process that you went through in order to arrive at those core values?
0: I kind of mentioned earlier it was that filter where you had to say, is that just the ticket of doing business? And, and to touch on those, Jason, just. Finish that thought is you know tell it like it is you know but again being open and honest is the ticket of doing business. There was one that's a core value. This is very important. It said we said it's the who, not the what. And and I talked about that before earlier, but it doesn't resonate with everybody. Nobody gets that. So don't speak above them. You know what I mean. You got to make sure the core value, no matter what role they have in the company, it makes sense to them. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Exactly. Keep it simple and keep it so that it means something to them. And then we had like make it happen, never give up. It's like those are both tickets of doing business. It's like it just how do you survive and not make it happen or just never give up? I mean, it's that's what our customers are counting on. So that actually changed a lot about who we are, and what we do every day. And there's so many things that we look about, we talk about in our core values that we believe resonate. And so our core values today is strive for simplicity. And that speaks to. A lot about lean manufacturing, you know, we could all get that, but you don't have to know anything about lean. You could just say, let's just make this process simpler. You don't have to use the, the big word lean in this case. The other one is show gratitude. Show gratitude. Like we tell our people, it's like, look, it's like, I don't sign this check here. Our customers sign the check here. Show gratitude towards them. Show our vendors, their equal partners in our success, you know, show gratitude towards them. And that means, like, be friendly all the time. You don't know who is coming through our facility. Make eye contact with them. Say hello. If you're close enough, put your hand out. We have a a 15-10-5 rule. 15 feet away from a stranger that you don't normally see in the facility, we make eye contact and smile. At 10 feet, we say hello or good afternoon or good morning. And at five feet, if we're that close, shake your hand.
2: Shake your hand, introduce yeah. yourself. It's it's you like a
0: simple one from the hospitality industry, right? And because we're thankful for everything we have and who we have working with us. Being flexible, We our team, I mean, we're just over 50 people and we still do a lot of overtime. And when I think of flexibility, it's like being able to stay a little longer, you know?
1: So you're, th- you're talking about flexibility and going over 40
0: hours. Going over 40 or... Maybe even flexibility is there's a high mix of stuff we're doing. So maybe you're not going to be in the machine shop today working there. You might be on the assembly floor. Or maybe you're not going to be on the assembly floor. You'll be in the machine shop today. And just embrace it as an opportunity to learn something different. You're getting paid the same. You know, right. I mean, that's the key yep. thing. Yep. And being flexible also be like raising your hand and saying, I'll do it. I'll take care of it. You know, so those are important to us. The other one is have fun have a good time going back to life short and have a good time, have fun with your suppliers, have fun with your customers. And look, and we're in manufacturing, so we can't be at three o'clock in the afternoon, rolling out kegs and zip lines and, and, and well, doing you all could. these things. It's you just, you I could. don't know how
1: long you could going to be in you do it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You could. <laughs> so, so that's why it's important that we have fun in what we do every day. It's not Having a ping pong table. It's not to have a pool table or opportunities for boozing it up, you know, with your after hours. Having fun in everything you do, camaraderie. I love the early indicator of things going well is when I hear about other guys getting together after work to go get a beer themselves. I didn't drive that. I hear about it. Oh, yeah, we went out for a few beers last night. God, that's That's perfect. Yeah, I know. And then the other one is like, we put together a softball team. We don't want your money or we don't want anything funded there. We put together a softball team because they want to spend more time together. Or you hear about them getting together for one event or another. That's an early indicator of things going right. See possibilities. You know, it also goes a little bit on, you know, flexibility too, and also with simplicity, but seeing possibilities is important because we're always going to be changing. We're always going to change the direction of what we do today and tomorrow, and it's to meet the customer's needs and the industry's needs. So we always have to see possibilities. And the last one is go home safely. I spoke about that before and go home safely. The worst thing to do is to call a family member and say that, you know, somebody's in the hospital or say, God, something else happened and you don't want to be that person. And maybe I'm a little selfish, too. I need these people. I need every stinking one of them to be safe and stay well so that they can return to work the next day and still get these jobs done. Because you guys know it, too, how hard it is to replace people. It's impossible to do it in a most cost effective way. So we want to make sure everybody stays safe.
2: So was this Craig in his office writing all these out by himself and saying, Here you go, everyone. Here's our, here's our core values. So I know the process that I went through um, really briefly in order to try to figure some of these out is that I talk with every single person in my company and I, and I ask them, you know, who really reflects what it is to be a part of Zenger's? Who do you admire? That was the biggest question. Who do you admire the most? And they give me the name and then I ask them why. And we had a discussion about it and I took notes. And then if they said, Well, it was, you know, Steve Zenger, my dad, I said, Okay, now, a non-Zenger? Who's who's somebody that's not part of the ownership or leadership that you admire? And then we talked about that and we, we kind of fleshed out and we wrote up all those, everything that everybody said, and we kind of tried to assimilate it down to like a couple things. What process did you go through?
0: Yeah. So we took a handful of people that were higher level in the leadership side of things and we fleshed everything out together. Okay. Then um, when we did the second round, it was a smaller group of people that we put together. But the ones that maybe with the company a while, they get who we are and see. Because I think sometimes you you can't just walk in and be able to provide a lot of input on that. It's a lot more cerebral. But there are entrepreneurs that just do it on their own too. You know, I just rely on other people. Um, to I, help I I that.
2: completely agree. We, I did get some interesting thoughts out of people that had only been working there for maybe like a couple months, or or people that you wouldn't imagine. and Be like, well, you know, why would you? talk to that person because of that job that they Mm -hmm. have at the company. They're not a manager. They're just doing this. Well, sometimes they have some really interesting perspectives on people that you wouldn't normally get if you were to only
0: talk to your management team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think everybody's style is different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's style is different and who they're confident with. Um, and people are to a point where we are, you know, looking at it from every angle we possibly could work from. A couple other notes just quickly, too, is we have a monthly rock star and it's basically a, an employee of the month program, which I used to hate the idea of it because it always meant like who's like kissing the butt of the leadership team. Right. That's going to get employee of the month. Rather, this is a peer to peer employee of the month. Oh, so one of,
1: your, one of your employees is picking another peer. You're exactly. Not, you're I not, here, can't, you're, you're and here. other
0: managers can't either in the company. So the so goal, do they
2: they like email you and say, hey, you know, Joe's done this great thing or Sally is, you know, really excelling
0: at this? So what we do, Jason, on, on our monthly meeting, we have ballots. And on the ballots has our roster and also our six core values. And they have to mark who it is. It's Jim Carr. Check. And then you say, which core value? Good job, Jim. (laughs) Which core value did Jim live live out that month? And so what we do... I I, I aspire to be a rock star. (laughs) You (laughs) are, Jim. You are.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So what's great about the Rockstar program is the unsung heroes are getting accolades from their peers. And what also is nice about it, too is it allows us to, like, collect this data, even though you might not won Rockstar, you might have got votes. So we tally even the second place votes. All the votes are tallied for the year. What a great competition. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. And then the awards are are very cool, too. I mean, we have one is, you know, they get a, a monetary award, they get Rockstar Parking, and What's cool, we have a little guitar, and they sign the guitar, and it's kind of a ceremonious thing. You post it on Facebook, and it's kind of a cool thing. But then you can also give the annual Rockstar. So the annual Rockstar is the one that gets the most points for the year. So then maybe they could be in second place all year long, not get a monthly winner, but got the yearly annual one.
2: They're just that workhorse that's just getting stuff yes, done all yes, year yes. long. Yes, and maybe and, didn't yeah.
0: get noticed one month. So then what we do is we give them yearly Rockstar parking, uh, another monetary award, but we also give them two tickets to any concert they want to go in nice. the Chicagoland area with limo service. So, sweet. so Really sweet. Yeah. So what concerts have, they, have you bought tickets they went, for? They went to, I think it was Riot Fest. So oh, there you go. Yeah. 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 So I would never have thought of it. So yeah. I'm not going to be um, yeah. choosing that one. You know, so they got the chance. To well, the reward
1: it. fits the, the, prize. the part, part, right. right? Exactly. Rock star. Right. They're right. going. Exactly. They're going. Exactly. I hope you put them in the front row.
0: You know I, I, you know, I know the tickets were expensive yeah. and they were worth every penny. Craig, we'd love to have you back in the future
1: and and continue the conversation just to learn a little bit more about what you're doing and, and these great things you're doing for your company culture. And obviously what you're doing is you're doing it right. And we all aspire to be like a Fusion OEM. I know at least I do. You know, what I always say at the end of the, every show is Jason and I don't know everything. Sometimes we elude the fact that we we might know a little bit more than the average. But, you know, this is just a peer-to-peer sharing experience for us, to our listeners, and uh, the whole metalworking manufacturing community. Because, you know, we don't know everything and and everyone out there doesn't know everything. What we hear on a day to day basis is going to equip us and inspire us to be better owners, managers, people
0: tomorrow. Yeah, I think just to add one thing, none of these ideas are my ideas. They have been our indeed rip off and okay. duplicated
1: no no so that's, so that's their so well, it's it's sharing idea. experience it's a sharing right? experience it's a absolutely sharing experience. so you that did, if you hadn't have been in that situation to interpret that or or take it in you'd never be absolutely. practicing right it.
0: so i totally get that craig and everybody's style of their business is different so a lot of these things don't work will work i remember when you first came in and said, "Well." Came to me, you're like, how can you change a culture? I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I can help that. Very slowly, yeah, very slowly. You know, I could tell you how I created a great culture. You know, but for people that want to change it, you know, I couldn't help you. But maybe there's a lot of elements that that I offer here that they could actually take away.
1: So, Jim, how do our listeners get a hold of us? Well, they can get a hold of us by going to makingships.com or emailing us at jim at makingchips.com or jason at makingchips.com or if they even want to talk to ryan then ryan at makingchips.com too all of the social platforms facebook twitter instagram linkedin if they want to get a hold of craig they can go to craig's linkedin page it's c-r-a-i-g last name is oberis z-o-b-e-r-i-s a uh, fusion oem.com he's got a great blog called the fusion oem ecosystem it's really interesting craig's got a really dynamic website Two, um, I believe that you do have your rock star information on there as well. so.
2: I do have a, um, a call to action for our, um, for our listeners. What I take out of this is, you know, think about the culture of your company, talk to some of your teammates and f- ask them the question, you know, who, is, who inspires you at your company and find out why. Maybe start having that huddle. You, know, you don't have to do it like Craig does. I think it took time for him to get to the point where he was huddling with his whole company, but maybe have a small group huddle. Have a huddle with your leadership team on a daily basis. Do it at the same time every day and make it a requirement. Talk about the good news and really start to get in the groove of that because these things don't happen overnight. They take time. I mean, Craig didn't get there overnight either. So just start doing that. And and I think that you'll see things really start
1: to to transform. And as we send off, what does my dad always say? (laughs) If you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. This has been part two in a two-part interview with Craig Zobaris from Fusion OEM. If you'd like to hear part one, you can check out last week's episode of Making Chips.
2: Bam! Uh, I do. I do have oh. a couple quick, quick yeah, questions gonna for you. I'm going to unbam that one. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, th- this could be uh, this could be in the outtakes. Um, I do have a couple quick questions. Okay. Books. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to ask you some books really quick. You're going to tell me whether you read them and just very briefly your thoughts. Just so, a yes or no. Yeah. Just, just mm-hmm. ask very briefly your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we already talked about the advantage. Um, good to great. Oh yeah. I, I heard some stuff come out of there. It's yes um, or no, Craig. No, no, we, oh I want to yeah. ask, I want oh, to, no, oh, yeah. I want to like, understand like, yeah. you know, so, so yeah. you, so you read good to great. There, there was that sense of getting the right people on your team before you actually figure out exactly what your vision is. Um, have you read the book Traction? Yes. Okay. Great book. Another, another one that I think is mm-hmm. really good. Um, what, what else would be just the number one book that you'd recommend for our listeners? Um, as it has helped your business.
0: e by Michael okay, Gerber. Okay, that's another oh, good yeah, one. It's E-Myth, a very yeah. simple book, yep. and they have...
2: Related to traction, kind of on that, like, yeah. traction, like, takes it to the next level yeah. once you, you kind of start with E-Myth and you go to traction. Oh, perfect. You know? I was going to yeah. say
0: the same thing. I think it's important you start with E-Myth before you go to traction or go to Rockefeller Habits or... The other books I would I would suggest, too, that are game changers is a book by Cameron Harold called Double Double. Never heard of it. Wow. Okay. And, you got me there. And that's actually, like, Jason. a really, really easy, easy handbook to like find new and innovative, quick things to install in your company. It's like quick recipes for, you know, great. people that don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, so double, double is great. Um, all the Jim Collins books are, you know, everything is off, off of their, our Packard's law. Uh, you know, you can't build a company any faster than you get the right people in your company. There's a uh, Vern Harnish has wrote a book um, that's excellent there's exponential companies that's a, a brand new book that's actually something of interest too. There's 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 just so many great books out there that have changed what our organization is.